We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spurs Up Show, presented by the Armchair Americans. I'm your host, Chris Phillips. No Tyler Clark today, uh, and no special guest either. Special edition of the Spurs Up Show, just getting me. So if you want to tune out, go ahead and click out, click the pause button, go away. But you're only going to be getting me today. Uh, again, I'm your host, Chris Phillips. This is a podcast brought to you by the Armchair Americans, armchairamericans.com. Localizing your sports coverage content, please be sure to go, go to armchairamericans.com for all your latest breaking Gamecock news coverage the podcast of course all of our other sports coverage we cover everything from pro uh, college to pro sports we're doing e-sports now we're doing you know big time golf coverage we're doing everything we're doing gambling too we, we got it all so be sure to go check us out armchallamericans.com everything you need is there again everything Gamecocks everything sports you need is there and all, all that in between um, so again I'm your host Chris Phillips gonna be by myself today kind of doing something a little bit different for you guys i you know, didn't really have any guests lined up. Tyler was unable to join and kind of wanted to just come to you guys. I'm, you know, normally when we do these shows, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, I kind of have like a script laid out or kind of a ta- talking points, at least nothing today, no script, no talking points. I uh, kind of want to bring you guys sort of a state of the arm, state of armchair, South Carolina address, kind of keep you guys updated, you know, keep everyone updated. Obviously, you know, want to dive into sort of what we've got going on, the exciting things we're doing kind of, going on in our process because i've always looked at armchair south carolina this is something you know we're all gamecocks this is by gamecocks for gamecocks this is for the fans you know we're very heavy on that you know fan you know involvement having you guys opinions you know your thoughts your your input everything i I like to get the feedback i like to know what's going on and we definitely have an audience that listens to this show that you know I, i want them to hear first so um for those of you that don't know, we do have a lot of exciting stuff going on at Armchair as a whole as a company. Um, we actually just signed a deal with a company called Sin2 News. If you haven't heard of it, they are, I believe, the second largest video distributor um, in the country. I could have that that exact their exact title kind of completely wrong, but they're the second biggest video contributor in the entire country. If you go to our website, armchairamericans.com, they've actually got these dope-ass videos on the right side of the home screen. Uh, that are like highlights, basically. So that's what Sin2 News does. They are basically, we're going to have highlights on every single thing from articles to our homepage. So basically, whenever, from now on, when you go to our articles on Armchair South Carolina, 
Um, let's say we write an article about Jake Bentley and how he needs to progress as a passer or progress as a leader for South Carolina, which is actually an article I'm thinking about doing. But anyways, let's say we write an article about Jake Bentley. Basically what's going to happen is that article is going to auto-populate with highlights of either South Carolina or probably Jake Bentley. It should do with Jake Bentley. So it's going to be something really cool, really new and interactive for you know our consumers, our fans, our, our viewers, everyone. I mean, I think it's going to be a great, great, great addition. Um, and it's something, you know, we're really looking forward to as a company. I and mean, that's going to be all of Armchair, all of our articles, all of everything that we do is going to have those highlights. Send2 News was gracious enough to give us that opportunity to partner with us. Uh, and it's something that, I mean, we are all extremely excited about for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on at the company scale. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, again, I'm going off the cuff. You know, I don't know how people are going to react to this podcast, this episode. Some may hate it. Some may like it. I don't know, just trying something a little different because I kind of I just think it's important for, to, you know, because I, I, you know, I have decided to live a pretty open and, you know, open up my personal life with Armchair South Carolina. You know, I, I think I've made it pretty clear and known, you know, to be the face of Armchair South Carolina and be the, you know, be the guy behind a lot of the content that you see, you know, the Periscope videos, the podcast, a lot of the articles. Um, obviously, we have our team of Tyler, Ben, Ben Parsons, Will Volk and Patrick DeMar guys we've added, but you know, I've been, I think me and the fans, we have a special connection. I mean, I've been on with armchair South Carolina since January of last year. And, um, you know, we've really seen this account take off. I mean, I remember when I started, you know, armchair South Carolina had 40 followers total. It was January of 2017. Um, 40 followers total. I'd stumbled across Armchair Americans on Twitter, sent Andrew Stevens, who was our CEO, a, a, either a DM or an email or something. I forgot kind of how we got in touch, but saw armchairamericans.com. They had absolutely no following whatsoever. None, none. So why take the opportunity, you ask? Well, I, you know, I always had aspirations to be a sports journalist and, you know, just kind of saw, you know, didn't really get into that. Moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where I currently live now. Please don't come, come find me and look me up if you don't like something I say or write um, or produce. But anyways, uh, moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, got into digital marketing, got into some other business ventures, kind of straight away from sports journalism due to kind of the industry that it was, you know, with, you know, I I feel like it's a real wait your turn type industry. You have to do a lot of free work, stuff like that. Uh, Takes a while to kind of move up. Everybody wants to work for ESPN. I'll put it that way. Um, But was able to find Armchair South Carolina, kind of take advantage of it, kind of jump into it full fold. And, I mean, it's been great. I mean, we've gone from 40 followers, like I said a year ago, absolutely nobody paying attention to our shit, to now, you know, we hit 1,000 followers in January, which was a huge, huge milestone if you follow along with us. It was a huge milestone that we celebrated, I celebrated for sure. We're already up to 1,735 followers. It is March the 13th, so that's two months later. Um, I mean, we're really excited about it. I think we're really on the edge of pushing, pushing through and really becoming the voice for Gamecock sports and Gamecock athletics. And I think that's something that we can all be really proud of. And, 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 you know, this thing with send Two news that I mentioned earlier, I just want fans to know it's going to give us the opportunity to be more creative with our content, you know, with increased revenue, it's going to give us the opportunity to do more things. We're actually in the middle of trying to get, Press credentials right now, which is would be huge for Armchair South Carolina. Um, it would be huge for us, obviously, from a credibility standpoint, but also just from a standpoint of bringing, you know, top-notch coverage. But, you know, to be completely honest and frank with you guys, I mean, I, I am the type of person that I'm always open 
to new ideas. I think that's the only way you can really grow and the only way you can really prosper and um, the only way that you can become better. And I think that Armchair South Carolina, we can improve as an account. We can improve at Armchair Americans in general, but Armchair South Carolina, we can, we can bring better content to the fans. I, I want my goal for Armchair South Carolina is to bring content and coverage that anyone from the college kid at Carol at South Carolina or anywhere else, the college kid to the, the 70 year old fan that's had season tickets for 50 years to the 27 year old living in Charlotte, North Carolina, going to, you know, going to work the cube monkey, going to work nine to five every day. And it's funny to see our evolution. You know, we started the Spurs up show in April of last year, right? Or let me see uh, last week of March. So it was like right when South Carolina was in the final four run, which was so freaking dope, but it was right when South Carolina was in the final four run. Um, you know, we started it and I, we've had an evolution for sure. I mean, going from kind of more of a kind of more of an approach where I think we were really, really analytical and really focused on data in the sense of stats and trying to be, you know, we're going to bring you the best sports coverage of all the stats and all we have all the most accurate. But I think we got a little bit more into the more relaxed kind of talking fan. You know, we don't want to talk to you guys. We want to talk with you guys. We're fans too. We're all fans. I'm a huge South Carolina fan. I've been a season ticket holder since 2013. I mean, I'm a Gamecock fan through and through for sure. So I want to talk with the fans. So we kind of loosened things up a little bit, went a little bit way, a little bit farther away from stats and more to opinions and more to, you know, especially in 2018. I mean, my, my goal for not just Armchair South Carolina, but Armchair in general was to have really strong opinions and to really make people, you know, when they read an article or they see a piece of content, not only to just read it and, you know, digest it, whatever, but to make people feel something, to make people like really think and analyze and, you know, I think it's good for people not to always agree all the time. I mean, that definitely happened for us and myself personally this year when I wrote the article about Frank Martin. If you don't know, I wrote an article about Frank Martin basically criticizing him for South Carolina had lost, I think, five games or six games in a row. And I basically criticized him and said it was all his fault, which, boy, oh, boy, did the the fans of Twitter take off on me. We had about 30 people unfollow us. I had people block me. I had people send me nasty DMs on Twitter. It was crazy. These people, these 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 funny little people on Twitter, but I digress. Um, that's why you've seen kind of more of a opinionated style of writing and more opinions, you know, more the Periscope videos I've been doing that bring opinions out. I think that's good. I think it's good for people to digest that and have opinions. And I think it's good, not like I said, to not it, it, the world would be boring if everyone agreed on everything. I think it's good to create banter and create kind of argument and all that stuff. So. We kind of got into that, but again, I'm always open to suggestions. I mean, I've got a poll right now because I'm looking to improve our show and I'm looking to improve our account. And again, you know, I, I come in this show again, I'm doing again, it's like a state of the state of armchair South Carolina type of dress. I'm doing this because I genuinely, genuinely care about what the fans have to say and what the fans have to think and what they want to see. And I don't know if there's many other outlets like that. I mean, again, I'm not going to compare ourselves to some competitors, but you look at guys like Gamecock Central, the Big Spur, GoGamecocks.com, SEC Country, SC. Those guys are all reporting on things that happen with not much of an opinion, kind of giving you black and white facts. Again, those people are talking to South Carolina fans. For example, they're on this side of the fence. South Carolina fans are on the other side of the fence. 
the way I want our content coverage to be is not like that. I want our content coverage to be we're saying what the South, the South Carolina fans are thinking. We are we are the voice on Gamecock Sports for for the fans. We are the voice for the for the fans. The fans speak through us because we are fans. And I think we have pretty similar opinions to what most fans would have. Um so we want to be not on the other side of the fence speaking to Gamecock fans. We want to be on the on we don't want to be on the other side of the fence. We want to be on the same side. We want to be speaking with the fans, not to the fans, if that makes sense. So we actually have a poll right now going out. You know, what is one thing you like to see more from the Spurs Up show? We only got 23 votes. I'm hoping this has 22 hours left, so I'm really hoping we get more votes. But 52% of you say more big-name guests, which I agree. I love the shows that we've had with the guests. I mean, we've had Steven Garcia, Michael Roth, you know, we had Perry Orth, Forrest Kumis, Trey Dyson, which uh, was great as well to talk baseball with him. We've had some pretty tight guests. We're going to have uh, Braden Webb. We've talked with him about coming on the show. I know he's really interested. Barrett Salee, I think a lot of you probably know, he actually said he would like to come on as well. So I agree. I think big-name guests are going to be a huge staple for us. I, I love talking with those guys. I love bringing in different perspectives. Um, anyways, 26% of you said more hot takes and opinions. Again. I agree with you there as well. I think that's something we strive to do and I strive to do and all the content that I write is something that, you know, having opinions, strong opinions that some people will agree with, some people won't. I think that's really, really important. So 100% agree. 13% of you say nothing. I really appreciate your optimism and your support. I mean, obviously we could do none of this without any of our fans or any of our listeners or anyone that consumes our content. So thank you. And then 9% of you say new segments and humor. I'm hoping this one goes up. I think it will. I've got some really cool ideas for segments for the Spurs Up show that I think fans would find really funny. And that's kind of one thing. That's another resolution I have for us as a group is to improve, kind of bring humor. I mean, obviously sports, you can take sports so seriously and get worked up. And, you know, we know how, you know, live and die football is. I mean, people, you know, lose their minds over it. But being able to kind of bring the light side of it, have fun, talk a little shit every now and then uh be funny kind of loosen fans up give them a feel good jokes and stuff like that i think would be great some you know some segment ideas i don't want to give them all away but i will give two that are just really i think really funny um having a having a segment of the show called shit south carolina fans say and another segment called uh if anyone remembers Lou's pep talk i definitely think that is something we are going to bring to football season i'm going to impersonate lou holtz which should be a blast and kind of give the team a pep talk every single week also i thought about coach impersonations in general for south carolina doing like post game and pregame stuff i think would be so funny uh, maybe i'm not sure if that's going to be a segment on our show or periscope videos or what but i think that would be freaking hysterical i think that would be so damn funny um I don't know. Well, we might have a vote on that, but I don't know. I think those two are going to stay. We have some more ideas as well, but I think bringing stuff like that as well. Um, so this, the state of armchair South Carolina is good. I'm going to talk some Gamecock sports too. I, if, I don't know if I even have five listeners left on this thing, but for this episode specifically, but we're going to, I'm going to talk some Gamecock sports in a second, but yeah, I, I just wanted to give the fans, I think it's important for the fans to know kind of where we are, who we are, you know, what our goals are, what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I think that's really important. I think that's important for you guys to know that we are just normal people. We are, we are normal Gamecock fans. We are, no, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. We're not getting paid to do this. I'm not getting paid to do this. 
very, very minimally. Sometimes am I, we are doing this because we, you know, I am doing this because I love Gamecock sports and Gamecock athletics. And I, I have a strong opinion on it and feel like I have an opinion that is valuable to South Carolina fans. And if you don't think so, that's completely fine. I would love for you to chirp me and tell you, tell me how shitty my opinion is and how awful it, how awful it is. I would love that. Actually. I love the banter and love the argument. So if you want to get in a Twitter war with me, I'm at C Philly 19, please be my guest. Um, that would be absolutely electric fire stuff. We have gotten in, we've gotten in some pretty decent Twitter beef before at Armchair South Carolina, and it was fun. It, it ended well for us, I'll say that. But anyways, um, I, I think it's important again to keep you know because, like I said, we are you know by Gamecocks for Gamecocks. I think that's that's really where we stand with things, and I, I think it's important again to keep fans in the loop of what's going on with us. And again, I, the one thing I do want to say before I for you know before I move on to anything else, we dr- truly and genuinely appreciate you guys' support. I mean, we really, really do. None of this would be possible without our followers and our our fans and consumer, everyone that consumes our content, everyone that likes our content, everyone that retweets our content and just follows along in general. Um, we can't thank you enough because this wouldn't even be possible. I see only great things for us in the future. I mean, we literally grew from 40 followers to over 1,700 organically. No advertising. No, nothing. Just from literally organic tweeting, organic sharing, organic following, organic everything. So, again, I say thank you. We genuinely appreciate it. Um, it has been an absolute blast, and I cannot wait to see where the next year, year and a half, however long takes us. I think the sky's only the limit. Um, yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff to come from our chair, South Carolina, in the very near future again. We're only getting better. I really do think so. And that's why, again, I want to have this podcast to reach out to the fans and say, what ways do you – because, you know, we can suck from time to time. I can suck. There's no question. I I want to know what do the fans want because, obviously, I mean, I'm not going to make every decision off of, well, this person tweeted at me to do this, so we should do this. But I think it's interesting to know, like, what – because, you know, what do fans want? What what are they not getting or getting from the major outlets or any of the other outlets that maybe – we could be doing better or we could kind of use to our advantage. So interesting stuff. Again, if you're listening to this, if you have any, you know, opinions or suggestions or, you know, if you want to tweet, you know, obviously there, there's a rate button on iTunes for a reason. There's Twitter for a reason, Facebook for a reason. We love all, I mean, I really genuinely appreciate reading feedback and seeing it. It is, I, I love nothing more than if we're on our bullshit, call us out on our bullshit. If we're doing a great job, let us know we're doing a great job. That's I, I really believe in that. Um, so kind of shifting gears, obviously, again, that was the state of the armchair, South Carolina address. I don't know if I did good or not. I, I don't know. Just, just don't judge too hard. Um, I wanted to keep you guys in the loop, you know, let you guys know how things were going. Um, yeah, so, again, this is off the cuff, no script. I just want to talk a little about what's going on in Gamecock country. I mean, take a look at – Sort of, you know, what's going on. Obviously, South Carolina missed out on the NIT, which March Madness started tonight, which I'm not even really that excited. Well, I guess I am pretty excited for it. But, um, so yeah, South Carolina missed out on the NIT. Um, and one thing I kind of wanted to discuss was uh, I saw some bickering on Twitter, I forget from who, about Ray Tanner and his lack of pull with you know, just from a business, I think, perspective. You know, a lot of people, I think, you know, and this is some opinions I've seen on Twitter again. See Ray Tanner as a baseball coach running a billion dollar or million dollars, million multi million dollar corporation. 
Um, it's a really interesting take, I'll be honest with you, because South Carolina has missed out on some things. Carolina, Carolina women having to be in the same bracket as UConn, South Carolina missing on the NIT. Uh, I, I guess there's some credibility to it. I mean, I think Ray Tanner could be better at it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's terrible, but I think he's the AD South. He's a good AD for South Carolina right now. I mean, I, I don't know that he is. I mean, I don't think he's going to be an A plus plus AD by any means, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think he could be a lot better at it. I, I mean, I don't think South Carolina deserved to get in the NIT to be perfectly honest with you. So I don't see the beef there really. I mean, you know, it's ironic I start off talking with basketball too because I'm going to be completely honest and frank with you guys. I, I mean, I love South Carolina athletics and love anything South Carolina Gamecocks, but I am not a big basketball guy. Um, <laughs> so that that's just the truth. That if I if I seemed like I didn't know what I was talking about at some points in the basketball season, it's because um, I don't really. So I actually, I actually learned a ton about basketball this year covering it. So good for me. Um. But, yeah, I think Ray Tanner's a good AD. I, I think he's doing a lot for the school with the facilities and everything of that nature. Um, I know it was a really unpopular vote that he had of increasing the ticket prices, which, you know, I mean, is not – I don't think anybody likes it. It's not fun for anybody. Um, but he knows the cost to win. I mean, I think, you know, that that new facility they're building, which looks dope, which looks super dope, by the way, the uh, new locker rooms and wait, you know, I forget the name of it. The uh, right next to the indoor facility, basically the football operations facility or whatever by the practice fields looks super awesome. And I mean that I know that probably costs a ton of money, but you know, anytime you're asking people to pay more money, it's not going to go over very well. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks. I'm not going to let it suck. But I think that's just the cost to win. I mean, I think South Carolina is pretty low on the totem pole in the SEC when it comes to ticket prices. So, you know, I, I already know that college football attendance records or college football attendance has been hurt due to, I think, all the streaming, the you know, the how it's just readily available on TV, again, prices. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, especially with South Carolina coming off a really good season in football, this won't affect um, attendance or anything. Um, shifting gears to let's go baseball. I mean, baseball, huge series sweep over the weekend with Princeton. Um, Gamecocks have Harvard tomorrow night, which when you guys hear this will probably be tonight at four. Um, South Carolina with Florida on the weekend, which will be a huge, huge series. Number two, Florida Gators will come to Columbia. I mean, it's really a huge opportunity for Carolina baseball to, to set the tone. I mean, God, South Carolina got shoved around last year. Uh, it's a huge, huge opportunity for the Gamecocks to really come out and establish if they're a real threat. Because, you know what, I'll say this. I'll say this. I've been seeing a lot of talk about, you know, well, this team did this and, you know, this team. Hold on one second. Yeah, this team did this and this team did that, but – it really doesn't matter till you get to SEC play. I mean, that's when you separate the men from the boys. It's that's when you really determine who's who's worth their snuff. I mean, that it's you know the Clemson series. What well, sucks to lose that, and it really does suck. I mean, South Carolina two years in a row, I think, should have won that series. This is what's really going to separate the men from the boys. I mean, again, you know, the Florida Gators, number two in the country, they like a video game, just reload with players. 
they seem like a minor league team in the SEC, to be honest. Even the years that South Carolina won the national title and when they 2011, when they beat them, I mean, that was like a video game team. That was a ridiculously loaded roster, and they probably had the more talented roster in South Carolina. But anyways, you know, the Gators coming off a national championship. I mean, they're, they've got to be the team to beat in the East. I think it would be a huge tone setter if you stole two out of three. I mean, you're at home, too. I, people say, you know, well, you know, home and field advantage doesn't matter in college baseball. I mean, listen, anytime you're 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 on the road, you're not sleeping in your bed, you got to go to an opposing venue, especially in the SEC. There are some pretty intimidating venues in the SEC. I'm talking to you, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Um, I don't really know about Florida, honestly. I don't think Florida's that intimidating, but Vanderbilt's another one. Um, Kentucky's becoming one. Um, LSU. Yeah, winning at home is really important. So I, I think this series for South Carolina is huge. I think it's going to – personally, I think it's going to set the tone for the season. I mean, South Carolina wins two or three here. You're looking at, well, this team can compete for the East. This team can maybe make a little bit more noise than we anticipated. Whereas you lose this series two out of three or even worse, get swept, it's going to be well – especially the feeling with the fan base. It's going to be, well, here we go again. I mean, the, the amount of criticism I've seen from Mark Kingston as, after the Clemson series, at least, or, you know, different games, losing in the midweek to Furman, my God. I mean, you'd think the man, the South Carolina's got a losing record right now or something. Um, but anyways, you know, it's a huge series. I mean, I just think it changes the complete perception of the of the season if you win this series two out of three. Again, it gives you that confidence of, wow, this team could – you know, not only go to the postseason, but compete for, you know, maybe winning the SEC East. I mean, competing for way more than just sneaking in the postseason, hosting a regional, obviously. Um, you lose two out of three, get swept. It's going to be, well, Carolina's probably going to have to fight to get in, um, which is no bueno in anyone's eyes, I, I don't think. I mean, no, no, I think this season, it needs to be, Carolina, I would like to come, you know, hosting a regional, I think. Getting in the postseason, obviously, is the minimum is the minimum uh, standard at South Carolina. But hosting a regional Mark Kingston's first year would be an absolute success. And I think beating Florida two or three at home, while it's a tall task, I think it can be done. And I think that South Carolina's got the players to do it. I, I'm a little – I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about, you know, the, un, the instability in the pitching staff with – I mean, we don't really know if Eddie DeMarais is going to get the ball on Sunday or not. I mean, you have to think he is. After Mark Kingston said he loves Gilreath in the in the bullpen role, you know, as far as getting him multiple appearances per week, I mean, I think that they like him there. I do too. I mean, he's a 17-year-old kid who's out here dealing the way he is. I mean, it's insane, but you got to think he's – seven. He, well, he just turned 18, I bet. He just turned 18. He's a freshman. Should be in a high school this season. I mean, the kid is nasty. There's no question. Flashes of Michael Roth, honestly. This, the, the moxie he's got. Now, obviously, his stuff is a lot different, but the moxie he's got. Flashes of Michael Roth. But I think if you're able to groom him a little bit, I, I mean, I think he could definitely find his way back in the starting rotation. I think if he can come out and pitch well against SEC competition out of the bullpen, I, I think if there's any struggle from Demurius in the Sunday role or – um, whoever else, maybe they pitch on Sunday. It's going to be hard for them to not pitch him on the weekend starting. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, again, it, it makes me really nervous going to that Florida series. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a you got to win two or three at home. 
And again, I'm scared as shit. Not going to lie to you. Scared as shit with the instability of the pitching staff, but it puts even more pressure on Adam Hill and Cody Morris. We know what Adam Hill is going to do. I mean, he's shown. I mean, at this point, it's a given. He's going to go out there, have – he's going to average probably two strikeouts an inning. Hopefully, he can get through six or seven, give the ball to John Gilreath. Saturday, if Cody Morris can throw strikes, I mean, I'm telling you people, this dude, this dude's a dude. He's a dude. I'm telling you right now. I mean, this kid's got electric stuff. Soup, I mean, just absolute electric stuff. If he can fill the zone, I mean, he's probably one of the hardest pitchers to hit in, in college baseball. I mean, his stuff is disgusting. So with him, it's all about getting ahead and filling the zone. That's it. And then Eddie Demurius, who pitched pretty well against Princeton. I mean, got electric stuff again. He gave up four runs, but in his first start, um, not bad, not bad. And the, really, I tell you what, the intriguing storyline of that is, is that Eddie Demurius started his career at Florida as a two-way player, as a shortstop and a pitcher. So, you know, he knows the whole coaching staff. He knows all those guys on that team, and they know him. So what factor that will play, I'm sure his emotions will be running through the roof, and hopefully he can keep them in check. But it should be a lot of fun. It should be a ton of fun. Um, so, you know, we'll obviously have to wait and see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, we'll have a full preview, obviously, of the baseball series, more takes on that. I'll have a Periscope video coming out Thursday with – sort of previews of Florida, kind of what they've got coming into it. Listen, they're good. That's If you want to summarize it up, they're good as shit. They're good as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's no question. They are good as hell. Um, so, yeah. I know there – so, I want to talk football. Now, there, there, there's been a slacking or a lack of football content from us. The only reason I'll say of that, just to defend us slightly, is we don't have credentials yet. So, we don't have access into practice. Every practice is closed. So, really, all we can do is guess what's going on. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not a huge – like, I just – I I care about spring practice, but the biggest thing about spring practice to me is just stay healthy. That's all it really – and get, mainly get the young guys reps. I mean, obviously, you want guys – I mean, especially with Brian McClendon, the new OC, Dan Warner, new quarterbacks coach. There's a lot to learn on offense. So, getting those guys reps, learning the terminology, learning the – uh I guess the new play calls, everything like that. Learn, you know, learning the new lingo. That's the key for them. I mean, that's huge for this spring. I think that's anybody that's already, you know, guys like Josh Van or anybody that early enrolled on offense. Um, and then Jake Bentley too, obviously. But but for those guys to get those practices and learn all that, you know, before the fall comes, it's huge. But you know, I mean, from what we've heard from spring, everything's been fine. I mean, I think it's been pretty smooth, hunky dory, whatever. You know, I, I will say this, and I'm, I'm probably going to put this in an article as well, but I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, looking, having a way too early look at South Carolina's football season for 2018. I really think their season rests on the shoulder of Jake Bentley in the sense that he has to progress as a leader. And as a, I mean, there, I, I don't know. Maybe people will not say, you know, not agree with me here, but I just felt like in the big time games last season and his freshman season, I get, listen, he's not a young player anymore. He's not a freshman. He's about to be a junior. He kind of, he tightened up a lot against the upper competition. I mean, Georgia, you know, played okay, but tightened up in that one. Clemson has just owned his ass two years in a row. Um, even Florida, I mean, he was shook in that game. I was at that game. He was shook. 
There's no question. Jake Bentley was shook, and I love the kid. I do. I think he's got, you know, intangibles. I think he's got the arm talent, but I, I think he needs to progress as a leader of a, of men because, you know, when you see your guy, Jake Bentley's your guy, and I'm not going to put it all on him. There's, you know, Kurt Roper effect, obviously, but, you know, when you see your guy struggling like that and walking to the side, hanging his head, it, it takes a toll on the entire offense and the entire team as well. So I think the progression of Jake Bentley, honestly, going from sophomore to junior season, it's a big year for him. This is a big – I know he's got aspirations of playing in the NFL. Who doesn't? What, what SEC quarterback doesn't? This is a huge year for him. I mean, but South Carolina, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to have so many shows talking about kind of the – football season in 2018, but you've got a real chance. I mean, you're going to start out 1-0 against Coastal Carolina. No disrespect, Coastal, but, I mean, the last time we played them, we beat the living hell out of them. Obviously, different team, but that won't be a problem in Columbia. But you got Georgia week two. If you can pull the upset, I mean, you're 2-0 with Marshall, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Missouri as your next four. And I know what's happened against Kentucky the last four years. I get it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That Kentucky game might be the most important game of the season. And we said that last year as well, that Kentucky was the most important game probably. It really might be the most important game this year because realistically speaking, if you think that, well, Georgia's just still got too much talent, they just reloaded. Even at home, it's going to be tough for South Carolina to be Georgia, whatever, looking from the outside, looking in right now, whatever. Sorry about that, guys. I think I just lost you because we lost connection. But anyways, this will be good. We'll piece it together. I was going over the schedule. I have no idea where it cut out, so I'm going to go over again. I mean, you have the chance. You beat Coastal. Let's just say you lose to Georgia. You beat Marshall. You beat Vanderbilt. You're 3-1, you're and 0-1. Oh no, excuse me, 1-1 one and one in conference. You got Kentucky. Kentucky's the swing game. There's a lot of difference between going 4-1, and 2-1, and 1-2. And one and because then you got Mizzou, Texas A&M, Tennessee, all in Columbia. You should be favored in all three of those games. Then you start off November with Ole Miss in Oxford. Tough game, but I think very winnable. New head coach, quarterback, quarterback questions. I think you can win that game. You go to Gainesville for Florida, which I'm not completely sold on the Dan Mullen effect. I mean, he's a really good head coach, but Florida had a had a shit ton of problems last year. Um, and, I mean, he's, he's going to need a year, two, or maybe even three to turn that roster around. You got Chattanooga and Columbia, which is a dub. And then you got Clemson and Clemson, which I don't even want to talk about right now. But you got Clemson and Clemson. I mean, you look. I mean, I mean I'm putting I'm putting five of the next seven in the win column. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going ahead and saying right now, I'm putting five of the next seven in the win column. With Florida as a toss-up and Clemson as a loss. I, I have to put Clemson as a loss because of the domination they've just had against Carolina over the past couple of years. You have to put Clemson as a loss right now. Hopefully by hopefully by the time we get to that week of November, you know, obviously the season, the way the season shapes is going to shape that prediction of that game. But anyways, you've got a chance. You've got six games, realistically, you can win there. That Kentucky game, though, is going to determine the season. It's going to be the swing game. I mean, it, it, it. like I said, I think it's the most important game of the year, which is crazy talk. 
I would have said you were crazy to say that five years ago. Kentucky, South Carolina will roll over Kentucky and Lexington and Columbia don't matter. We'll, we'll roll. But South Carolina's lost four years in a row to the Kentucky Wildcats, and that is a huge, huge problem. So we will see what happens. I mean, you know, again, I know I got a little off track as far as getting into the season and everything in the games, but, you know, it is never too early to talk college football in, in South Carolina. We all, I know that. Um, again, I mean, our, our football coverage is going to increase. I'm definitely, we're going to definitely start producing some more football specific content. I just think with spring, it, it's, yeah, spring practice is going on, but it's, it's kind of a dead period, you know, for us, at least for those, for us that don't have media credentials and can't get the inside scoop. You think the guys with the inside scoop could give a little bit better coverage, but you know, that's just me saying that. So again, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we're going to be I'm, – I'm, we're going to be at the spring game. Armchair South Carolina will be at the spring game. We may have credentials by the time the spring game happens. So, who knows? Our coverage may be pretty badass by that point. Um, You know, not that it's not badass now, but could be, even more, could be even more badass. We'll have to wait and see. So, you know, biggest things – I'll say this. Biggest things I'm looking for in the spring game – I'm. I, Again, I don't I don't want to buy too much in the spring games because I'm not going to – well, I'm looking for Jake Bentley to throw for 300 yards. I don't think he's going to play a whole lot. Um, You know, I think it's – I think it's going to be mainly for the young guys. How do how does a guy like Josh Van do? How does a guy – how does a guy like Rosendo Lewis do? How does a guy like Israel McQuamu do at corner? Six-foot-four corner, man? My God. It's going to be fun to watch. How does the safety position shake out? That's a big position Will Muschamp thought about. How does offensive line shake out? Will they have enough offensive linemen to fill two teams is the way that Will Muschamp made it sound. They're not even going – you know, you move uh, you move Malik Young to detail. That was a move I didn't understand. I'm not going to lie. I did not understand. So you're talking about offensive line depth, but you move Malik Young to D-line? I mean, to give yourself size, but you just said the O-line didn't have depth. I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to be at the spring game, full coverage. I mean, you know, full breakdown, full preview of it. I mean, I, I can't wait for it. I love the spring game. It's going to be a fun weekend, too. I think South Carolina baseball is home that weekend as well. So it should be a really, really fun time. But we will kind of just see, you know, see what happens with that. You know, I, I think the spring game can be taken a little too a little too seriously, maybe. I mean, again, it's it's a taste of football. But I always find myself so jacked for the spring game. And then about five minutes into the first quarter, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the spring game. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know. I, I just want to see some of the young guys, you know, see how they respond. Um, see a guy like Hank Manos. How does he play at the center? I know that, um, you know, I don't think he's projected to start immediately. But, you know, ha- having a guy like Hank Manos on campus, I think he has the potential to be a four-year starter. How will he do? We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's that's pretty much going to wrap us up. Just kind of wanted to hit, again, State of the Union, State of the Armchair, State of Armchair South Carolina address, if I could just spit it out and talk a little bit of the Gamecocks with you guys. But, mainly, you know, just, just kind of come to you, again, an unscripted, unfiltered type podcast. If you if you hate it, please do not be afraid to, to light me up. I'm on Twitter at cphilly19, C-P-H-I-L-L-Y-1-9. 
I'm the one that came up with this idea. I'm the one that kind of came to you guys like this. So don't be afraid again to light me up, light us up, let us know where we screwed up. And I did not mean for that to rhyme. Um, but yeah, just let us know. I mean, you know, what you think again, everything we do is trying to improve the experience of the Gamecock fan because the Gamecock fan is the one that's going to consume our podcasts and consume our content and consume everything we do. And we appreciate that. So I want to know what you guys think about it. Again, this was kind of a, again, a very rare, very random podcast that I wanted to do sort of give an update, you know, let you guys know sort of what we're, uh, we got racking up in our, in our crazy brains of ours. So again, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. If you're not already following us, please, please, please go follow us on all our social media accounts. We got a ton of fun stuff going there. Twitter's our big, kind of our big money maker, not money maker right now because we're not obviously making any money, but it's our big uh, go-to, if you will, you know, our big uh, producer. I mean, over 1,700 followers. We can always use more. I mean, I, I'd like to push to 10,000 by the end of the year, but go check us out at Armchair S Car. going to be at Armchair S-C-A-R. Um, on Instagram at Armchair S Carolina. We're trying to grow the Instagram account. We're actually going to have one of our guys, I think Will Volk, take over and sort of run that for us. So go follow us armchair S Carolina on Instagram. Facebook's pretty simple armchair South Carolina. It doesn't get any easier than that. Um, and obviously armchairamericans.com. I mean, that's where we're going to find all of our content, our shows as well uh, for the podcast. I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but please, I mean, I've mentioned it every show. I mean, this is the best Gamecock podcast on the internet by far. There are no other podcasts like ours. There are no other personalities like ours i've listened to them all trust me none of them none of them none of them hold a hold a hold a candle to what we fucking none of them none of them hold can hold our jockstrap personally i mean i really believe that so be sure to go follow us and go go subscribe you know download rate share subscribe please rate and review tell us you like tell us you don't like about the show on itunes the stitcher app you know wherever you consume your media consume your podcasts Definitely, if you're on iTunes, please go there, rate, subscribe. Uh, huge for us. The more you know, the more the more reviews we can get is really kind of what pushes our podcast even further up into Gamecock land and into the, in the, in the consumer's mind, and you know puts us up there with the suggested, the highest suggested Gamecock podcast. You know, again, we're the best Gamecock podcast out there, but we need your help spreading the word, obviously. So please be sure to go there, rate, subscribe, um, do all that good stuff. So again. Um, I'm your host, Chris Phillips, at CPhilly19 on Twitter. Please be sure. I love all the, you know, communication and kind of banter with Gamecock fans. So hit me up. Hit us up in Armchair South Carolina. Go follow us. Go check us out. Um, And, again, stay tuned. Let me know your feedback on this episode. And, you know, for that being said, I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up. So for Armchair South Carolina, I'm Chris Phillips. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate everyone listening. And we will catch you next time. Go Cox. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.